This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Thanks for being with us as we begin the second hour of our program here weekdays from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern for Kelly and Ramya. Thanks for hanging in here whenever you have time to drop in and check out a segment or two. We're always available. Check out the podcast if by chance you can't be here for the live show on AMI-tv at 2 p.m. Eastern or our first launch on AMI-audio at 4 p.m. Eastern time. You can also subscribe to the podcast. Kelly and Ramya podcast using your favorite podcast platform. While you're in there, please give us a rating and review. We'd appreciate it. And whenever you want to reach out to the show, please do that as well. I'm here in London, Ontario at the home studio. Ramya is at the studio in Toronto on main campus. And one of the things we get to do, Ram, that we enjoy immensely is visit with our community reporters. We get a chance to find out what's happening around Canada in different places. And today, joining us now for a community report from Vancouver, B.C., is Carol Yapel. Carol, Happy New Year. Welcome back to the program. Happy New Year to you. Let's see if I can do this with some justice here, Carol. To me, your first item sounds a bit like a song. Skiing is believing. Tell us about this. Very nice. Well, listen, I didn't plan this, but this morning we had our first flakes of snow in Vancouver. We haven't had any snow all season. And this morning I woke up to it. And in fact, skiing is believing is a snow activity that I hope to try this coming Saturday. This is presented by the Para, uh, it's called Para Nordic Skiing. It's presented by the Nordic Ski Racers Club of Vancouver. And three times this winter, they have a special day long event at the Whistler Olympic Oval where they work with people with disabilities. There are certified coaches and volunteer guides and they get us out there in the Nordic ski space. So this is not downhill skiing, which we right. know Whistler is famous for. This is cross country skiing that's easily adapted for people who uh, are in chairs. And they also have someone who is an experienced blind paranordic skier. So I don't know about you, but New Year's is a time to try new activities. Sure. And I've been going to the gym and trying to get my cardio going because I'm going to give it a try. I haven't gone cross-country skiing good. since I was, I don't know, in college years, but it's so beautiful out here. And this is something that the Ski Racers Club, you know, through volunteer efforts, is putting together to make cross-country skiing accessible for those of us with disabilities. Yeah, I, I know a few people who have, I mean, they'd prefer it. And for some of the different reasons that you already mentioned, and that when it comes to themselves, and like you said, it's nice to have uh, your cardio up. But for those who want to just get out, be in that fresh air, that coolness, and have some fun and moving forward and just getting out there in the wintertime, because I, I used to love winter sports, and only on the level of I just felt more comfortable. I mean, it was annoying 
dressing up and everything like that. But it, it, moving around and not feeling the same heat, sweat, and whatever, and keeping moving to stay that nice, toasty, warm you get when your body is doing that when you're dressed, there's nothing like it. I think, well, you know enough, of course, what the experience is, um, but I think a lot of people, especially anyone trying it for the first time, will really find it a good uh, a, a good thing. And it's a good thing that you're not taking credit for that snow or you probably would become unpopular. Well, except with the <laughs> Well, I hope that there's enough ground cover to make it, you know, really good on, on yes. Saturday. Oh, but yes. I decided to mention it early because there are two other sessions. There's one on February 18th and one on March 16th. So it is free and you can bring a, a guide with you. I'm going to bring my husband because they say they'll sort of teach that person who's in your life what you need to go out with you. So it's a free uh, mountain pass for them too. And the activity is free for me, of course. And I hope that it'll go well enough this coming Saturday that I'll be able to participate in the subsequent two Saturdays oh, and, yeah. and maybe even get into a routine where the two of us can go out somewhere more local like Cypress Mountain, which is quite oh, close to Vancouver lovely. and be able just to do it on our own. Well, it also helps you decide if you're going to put the expense out, like you say, and buy the Absolutely. equipment. Yeah. And he'll yes. feel comfortable in teaching you and working with you and knowing what he's got to tell without without making you feel, man, you're killing my buzz here. You know, you want to be able to have fun. You both want to know that we're both safe and, and have each other's back. But it's just nice to ha be taught by people say, hey, look, we, we've taught enough people. We can teach you. Here are the sessions. You're mm. welcome. And, of course, the magic, Ramya. F-R-E-E. -E. Yep, absolutely. With anything like this, we know that equipment is costly. We know that programs are yes. costly. Transportation can be challenging. So uh, when things are offered like this very intentionally, with the understanding that yes, skiing is not necessarily an affordable or accessible sport in a lot of different ways, um, and we're trying to make it accessible in all the ways we can, it's you know much appreciated. Yeah, and for mm -hmm. us, hands-on. As as blind people, yep. hands-on. And bring the your people, know, right? Like, that's like so it. inclusive. Yeah. Yeah, I really appreciate that they've made this effort and that they have the three in a row so that you can build on your skills, yeah. you know, and the, and the continuity of contact with, with them as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Carol, there's other things you wanted to bring up, which is, uh, well, the second one is an assistive technology store that's opening up. Yeah, this is Canadian Assistive Tech. These guys have been around in different iterations for a while in Vancouver, but we've been lacking a retail store. And I don't know about you, but I like when I'm looking for assistive tech to be able to try it out and also to get good advice from people who know what they're talking about and, and are experienced in using more difficult things. And so Canadian Assistive Tech is opening, it's a New Year's opening, and it's uh, very easy to get to location near Broadway. It's uh, on 8th Avenue, which is just two blocks from the eye care center where a lot of us go to get diagnosed and to get ideas for what kind of equipment could be helpful for us. So this is aftershocks that someone is trying. They have new headphones out, you may know about those. Um, I have gone to this guy, Steve Barclay, who runs Canadian Assistive Tech, 
for many years in different iterations. And I got my handheld magnifier there. I got my desktop thing there. I've gotten some sunglasses there. He really has an enormous amount of inventory and, and the expertise to be able to sort of compare and contrast different products. Mm. And I think at different times in my vision loss journey, I've required different sorts of equipment. So something I need now, maybe I didn't need five years ago, and maybe there's something coming down the pipe that I'm going to need more. And these are the people who understand what that journey is, how it progresses, and yep. and what different kinds of equipment can become useful at different times. Exactly. It's the most relatable thing for people to be going through uh, deteriorating vision loss, as an example, and not know what you're looking for, right? And not knowing how to know what you're looking for until you walk into the space. And it's pretty vulnerable for people, I think. Um, I worked at the CNIB store, retail store in Toronto, and met a lot of people who came in and they weren't not even necessarily sure of what they wanted, but what how to describe what it is that they were going through, right? How to describe what they were seeing, what they were losing. Um, and so to have just that friendly support, open-minded patient, uh, hey, you know, hang out all day if you want and just check things out attitude is so helpful so that people can just relax and, and explore, explore. You are so right in all of those points. And they do encourage making an appointment. The link I think will be on the blog. And the, the store is open from Monday to Friday from nine to four. So that means like just a regular retail shop, you going there and yeah. sitting down calmly and taking the time that it takes to figure out what piece of equipment is right for you at any given time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Carol, we got just a bit of time here to squeeze in your last one. Shared Visions Creative uh, Art Meetup. I love this. Yeah, this is a new program from the CNIB, and I've attended three of them. It's on the first Tuesday of every month, and they have a registry of working artists throughout our community in Canada. And these folks, one was an actor, there was a musician, there was a painter. They spend an hour on a Zoom call telling about how they make their art with vision loss how they fund themselves, how they sell their wares. And they've all been incredibly interesting and very generous with their time. And for those of you who are interested in art, I just go and listen. But I think they're encouraging uh, people to use this as professional development so that if you're a painter or a musician and you want to figure out, how can I make this work with my vision loss? This is the space to be in. And uh, it's a register for free Zoom call every Tuesday at uh, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. And I'm really enjoying being part of this. And I encourage everybody to sign up and, and check it out. And if you're an artist, you maybe get featured on it. Yeah, it'd be nice when people can get that chance to talk, ask questions, and mostly encourage someone or tell them, hey, well, why don't you try doing it that way? Geez, I never thought about that, especially those who have had to make changes as vision loss has affected their lives. Carol, wonderful stuff. Good suggestion. I think you said first Tuesday of the month? Yes. Okay. Thanks a lot. Well, we will talk to you next month here on the program. Very good. And good Thanks luck this lot. weekend. It will go well, and the first of the three will be fantastic. We'll hear good things back. Looking forward to the report.
That was our community report from Vancouver, British Columbia. Carol Yippel, our community reporter. We feature our community reporters on the show Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesdays at the top of our second hour. Up next, Guide Dog Users of Canada announced its second Park Fest. Devin Wilkins will have more for us uh, with a few other subjects as well on our Guide Dog and Service Animal Report. Stand by for that after this. Don't go away. There's more great conversation with Kelly and Ramya right around the corner. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.